Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings of a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. As you remember, the notorious international criminal known as the Yellow Mask has escaped from prison to join forces with Max Heller, head of a foreign espionage ring. The mask, who earned his name because of the yellowish pallor of his skin, has planned with Heller to spread fear and panic by striking at American defense industries. Already the only existing set of plans and blueprints showing the construction of an amazing radio-controlled mechanical man are in the hands of the two enemies of freedom. But Clark Kent, in reality Superman, has been appointed a special Secret Service operative not only to recover the mechanical man blueprints, but to get the goods on both Heller and the mask. However, Lois Lane, star girl reporter of the Daily Planet, overhears Kent telling his editor, Perry White, of the new assignment and decides to take matters into her own hands. She learns that Hella is suspected of maintaining headquarters in a fashionable metropolis penthouse. Arriving there in a taxi, she tells Tony, the driver, to wait for her around the corner. Unaware that they are about to have a visitor, Max Heller and the mask are discussing sabotage plans when the buzzer on the ingenious interroom communicating device sounds. Excuse me. Yes? There's a woman in the foyer. She wishes to see you. She gives the name? Yeah, Gertrude Stein. Identification? No. The signal? No. I will look at her. There's a woman waiting to see me. One of your agents? Evidently not. She gives no identification and no signal. She says her name is Gertrude Stein. I will look her over. And expose yourself to her? That is not necessary. Watch closely. I press this button, hidden behind the drapery, and a small panel in the wall opens. Now, look through the opening. Tell me what you see. A girl standing in the foyer. Well, how's it done? This room is nowhere near the foyer. An ingenious arrangement of mirrors. Is our visitor attractive? I... I can't tell. Her back is turned. Here, let me look. Ah, she's facing us now. Very attractive, I would say. A little nervous and ill at ease. One thing's always certain. Her name is not Gertrude Stein. Here, what do you think? Look at her. Well? I... I've seen that girl before, Heller. Really? How interesting. Who is she? I... I can't place her looking at her this way. The image is too small. Shall we invite her in? Wait. I'd like to remain undercover for a while. Some place where I can observe her without her seeing me. That is easily arranged. 
They simply press another hidden button, and a large panel in the opposite wall will open. You will notice, once you have stepped inside, and I have closed the panel, that the eyes and the picture hung on the panel have been painted on thin gauze. You will be able to see through them. That's perfect. I shall ask the young lady in. Strauss. Yeah, Herr Heller. I will see Miss Goethe Stein. Now, to close the viewing device, you may step into the wall aperture. Uh, keep your hands back as the panel slides shut. You ready? Yes. You do not have to worry about suffocation. The aperture is air-conditioned. I was wondering about that. Now, quiet. Now, this is coming. Now, oh, come in, Miss Stein. Thank you, Herr Eller. That will be all, Strauss. Won't you sit down, Miss Stein? Uh, thank you. You must forgive me for my nervousness, but uh, they have been following me. It was difficult escaping them. Really? Oh, yes. It was the same in London. Oh, you worked in London. Since the beginning of the war. I see. Well, then, of course, you must know Karl Liebling. Uh, I know him well. It was uh, Herr Liebling who told me to report to you. Uh, you see, I'm considered quite valuable since I speak English quite fluently. Ah, and beautiful, if I may say so. Thank you. Well, I'm at your service, Herr Heller. There must be a great deal to be done here in America. Yes, a great deal. But uh, first, I should like you to meet my colleague, uh, provided he is ready. Are you mine here? Yes, I'm ready. Who's speaking? Where did that voice come from? I will show you, Fraulein, by pressing this little button. Watch. <laughs> you two have met before, perhaps? Most assuredly we have. Haven't we, Miss Lane? I have never seen this man before. And why does he call me by another name? Drop the phony accent. You're a reporter on the Daily Planet newspaper, and your name is Lois Lane. The man is out of his mind. I don't think so. What do you mean? Without any corroboration, I would have mistrusted you. You failed to present either identification or the accepted signal. You told me you know Carl Liebling in London when no such man exists. But you take me for a fool. But I tell you... It doesn't matter what you tell us, Miss Lane. I knew we'd met before. I never forget a face. Certainly not a pretty face. You can keep your compliments to yourself. All right, I am Lois Lane. So what? Two can play at your game. Yes, but one always loses. And this time you have lost. It is unfortunate the stakes are so high. Very unfortunate. What exactly do you mean? I mean simply that you will have to suffer for your impudence. If you had no better sense than to attempt this stupid childish method of getting information, you will pay for that stupidity. As others before you have paid. This isn't the first time she's interfered with me, Heller. It will be the last. You can't threaten me. Goodbye. That door is locked, Miss Lane. So is that... Let me out of here. Uh, don't upset yourself. Let me out of here, I said. I heard you the first time. Now look here, you two. I'm an American citizen, and this isn't a concentration camp. We're not in Germany now. We're in the United States. You can't pull any of your tricks. As far as you're concerned, Miss Lane, this penthouse apartment might just as well be in Siberia. Except that you won't freeze to death, because we're going to make it hot for you. Oh, that's very funny. But you won't think it's so funny when I... Then what? Never mind. You had best learn, Fraulein, that when I ask a question, I expect an answer. Take your hand off my arm. You were about to tell us something of interest. I changed my mind. Let go of my arm. You're hurting me. Why did you come here? Who sent you? Oh, go ahead. Break my arm. Demonstrate how powerful you are. How strong. How courageous. Speak up. It's your last chance. You'll crawl like the insect you are when the FBI men get here. You hear that? She's bluffing. Perhaps. But we cannot afford to gamble on it. No, don't gamble, Heller. As you said, someone is bound to lose. And this time it may be you. I would not count on it if I were you, Fraulein. 
Strauss. Ja, Herr Heller. We will leave at once, in the usual manner. It is possible there may be visitors after we are gone. Take the necessary precautions. That is all. Now, Miss Lane, if you will be so kind as to accompany us to the terrace. I find it quite comfortable in here, thank you. Your comfort is not one of my primary considerations. If you please. The night air doesn't agree with me. That is indeed unfortunate. But under the circumstances of no importance, I am sure our mutual friends, the Yellow Mask, will be happy to escort you to the terrace. More than happy. And you'd better come quietly. Keep away from me. I'm warning you. Just take it easy. You let go of Take it easy. Put your hand over her mouth. With her frantic cries for help muffled and unheard, Lois is forced out on the terraced roof of the apartment building. Meanwhile, Tony, the cab driver, having grown impatient, tried to gain access to the penthouse without success. Worried, he drove back to the Daily Planet and enlisted the help of Clark Kent. We join them in the taxi as it races to the apartment house. The last thing she said was, wait for me around the corner. I'll be down in an hour. When was this? Ten minutes after nine. Uh-huh. Well, I waited, but she didn't show. So then I tried to get up to the penthouse where she said she was gone. Nothing to it. I tell you, Mr. Kent, that apartment house is phony. Now, one of them guys can even talk good. They all got foreign accents. The guy that runs the elevator, the doorman, even the superintendent. Kind of a joint, is it? I don't know, Tony, but we'll find out. I sure hope nothing happened to Miss Lane. Don't you worry about Lois. She can take care of herself. I uh, hope. Why wouldn't they let you up to the penthouse, did they say? Yeah, they give me a cock and bull story about the place being empty. Nobody living there. Huh? I knew it was a lot of malarkey because if the joint was empty, why did Miss Lane come right down? That makes sense, don't it? Certainly does. Here we are, Mr. Kent. All right, now you stay in the cab, Tony. Okay. Keep the motor running. I'll go around the side of the building do a little investigating. You sure you don't want me along? Positive. I'll be back soon. Okay. Only one way to get up to that penthouse. As Superman. Now, I could wring Lois's neck for doing this. Not only is she endangered herself, but now it'll take twice as long to get anything on Heller in the mask. This side street looks dark enough. Nobody in sight. Off with these clothes. And up. Up. Must be the terrace. I don't see any lights, but that door should lead somewhere. It's locked. I'll have to force it. That does it. Now to look around. It's funny. The place does seem empty. No furniture, no rugs. I wonder whether the lights work. I'll try that switch. Yeah, it'll work all right. The room's barren. Nothing but four walls. That's what they told Tony, that the penthouse was unoccupied. Still, it doesn't make sense. Where's Lois? Wait a minute. I hear a faint hissing sound. That's either steam or compressed air, but where's it coming from? Great Scott. What was that? Unaware that what he has just heard is mysteriously connected with the disappearance of Max Heller, the yellow mask, and Lois, Superman stands in the seemingly unoccupied apartment, staring at the four blank walls. Suddenly he stiffens. His eyes light up. What has he seen? What strange, fearful thing has his amazing X-ray vision shown him? Don't miss the next thrilling episode. Tune in and listen. We're the Superman. Don't forget. Tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman. 
Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.